Oh, it's it's exciting to you know I've been away for a couple of weeks. Yeah, you have been away. I heard my name was never mentioned that I was part of the show, but that's okay. I, I scored your wait. Stop that. No, it's been mentioned. No, it's you see, when mentioned. you go away, we have uh, the bloody bloody Mary hour. Yeah, you celebrate. And, I'm gone. I heard about and, that. Do and you guys every, have a and every hour we post a new Bloody Mary that you're drinking. You know, it's it's funny you say that. Um, <laughs> had a Facebook crisis yesterday and the day before. Facebook crisis with yes. Paul Benz. Yeah, Facebook now, crisis. Something happened on my phone where my posts weren't going out. Thank goodness. No, no, the Bloody Mary Club was very upset because the last three days of Bloody Marys were not posted. All right, so wait a minute. Where was Bloody Mary One located? Well, I, I got to remember we got one that was at. Um, Jay Alexander's. Number two. Was it Bose? Num- where? Bose. You got to give location. Bose. Uh, Maple, uh, Maple and Telegraph, the okay. old Bojacks. Bojacks, okay. And the other one was uh, was Library Pub. Library Pub on but, Haggerty Road. But Library Pub has a definite glass shape, so people know that that's Library Pub, so they don't guess anymore. The other problem mm. is, and I'm going to give away a big secret here. Yeah, I bet okay? you are. I was on medication the week before, and I could not drink. <laughs> you were out of town. And I was on medication. <laughs> And I couldn't drink those days, so I had to repost things. So I cheated a little bit. So I would put See, up stuff. At least you know when you go out with I, me, I, what I, do I drink everywhere I go? Yeah, you got it. Coffee. Coffee. No, you're, you're a wine drinker. Well, you drink wine. A Wait little a second. Wine, I, but... I know you're a wine drinker, okay? By the way, can I ask a question? Talk to me. Did, um, I know I've been gone two weeks. Yeah. Did they take away the air conditioning? Did we not pay our bill here? No, no. What's happening is, is this. Oh, I'm just kind of schwitzing. I, I mean, I thought I was in California com- at 150. I'm comfortable right now. I mean, I was this, at 115 degrees this, in California. This is comfortable in here. But okay? this, Listen, I mean, you're Hollywood, right? I'm Hollywood. We got lights. Oh, I'm We got Hollywood. lights. We got lights. If you go to the phone room, we've the got phone a, room. we got a popsicle in there. Okay, so <laughs> so 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 you know we have to re-engineer that because there's two vents in you. here. There's a vent the size of this room in there, and he freezes. You know, he so to, when people we, think I'm schwitzing, I'm really crying. Is yes, that the deal? yes. So the fact <laughs> is, you know, we have to go in there and get Angel out of there and say, "Hey, gay, let's dethaw him and go." There. I get we my have, two, when I get when we get our breaks, I go in there to cool an down. Angel pop, come yeah. Back in. <laughs> So it's funny, but no, you know. So back to the bloody Mary yeah, thing, bloody and, and Mary this thing. is this is this. You want to hear the the real story behind? I would the love bloody to hear Mary. the story. All right, so the bloody Mary's been posted now for about two months. That's correct. And as we post them, uh, and if you know in social media, people get followings of what's going on. And then we ask some mornings, uh, where where should I have my bloody Mary today? And people post, and we get restaurants that post in there. So if you learn in the world of streaming and podcasting that a lot of people do little episodic things and stories. Well, the Bloody Mary thing became off starting as a kibitz and a joke, but it got serious as we got down the road. Not seriously drinking problems, but serious is what we're going to do with this. And we realized as we started ordering Bloody Marys, and I was with other people, it's not just me, uh, and we realized when you order a Bloody Mary, it goes up on the bar, people realize, well, that looks good. And normally anywhere from two to five or six people order Bloody Marys. So you start talking to them, and they have a story where they got the blessed Bloody Marys. So now we say we're going to join the Bloody Mary Club. We're going to form a NRM Bloody Mary Club. Right. And once a month, we're going to go to a restaurant or bar that will feature us. But here's the thing behind the story. The story behind the story with yes. Paul Benzman. We in Michigan have a lot of cool products. Now we have a handful of vodka-making companies yes, in we Detroit. Do. Yes, we do. So now we are in search of the vodka, the official vodka, of the Bloody Mary Club. Well, I, I got to tell you, um, from talking to my breakfast group and dear John, he's telling me that Kirkland Vodka is one big... Not a Michigan-made product. Well, so we let's, let's go to this. So well, we, then, well, then we have to go... To, you know where we have to actually go down to where? Canfield. 
Okay. Canfield and Cass area. Who's over there? Well, across from Shinola, um, mm-hmm. they do some of the brewery there. Well, they're not vodka there. Let me well, tell you, you where got, we You've got the beer. you got a vodka. We're, we're going vodka, but let me tell you we're in vodka. We went on a tour last week. I went with a good friend of mine, uh, Glenn. You, Can't mention the last you, name. You have friends. You know, they cost a lot. But First they, of all, they, you, you stumbled on a word here that I wrote down. Farvignugan? No, not Farvignugan, <laughs> but, you know, episodic. I uh, like that okay. term. So, Epo- so, I had an episodic incident. Yeah, so, so let me finish the vodka shtick, please. Yeah, the shtick of vodka. Okay, so we went to, we know Valentine Vodka mm-hmm. out of Ferndale. Matter of fact, one of our partners owns their warehouse where right. they build, where they build, where they brew the, brew the stuff. Brew the still. So then we made a trip down to Two James on Michigan Avenue. Anyone been to the Two James bar? Let me they're tell not, you something. Look at these kids aren't even old enough. Take, they're old enough. They're old enough. You've got to take <laughs> it. You've got to take a trip down to Michigan Avenue near the train station, and Two James has their distillery there. Yes, and they have a little bar. And let me tell you something. Just to go there is really cool. So we went there and we talked to one of the bartenders, and we talked about the owner. He was at the liquor convention in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and we tested Two James, and it was a fine product. Not only a fine product, but a really good bottle that's in. And they make other liqueurs and liquors and all that stuff. And uh, they are up in the running for one of our vodkas. Okay. Now, how many people know Ziff's or Zeff's Vodka? There's another one, right. Michigan-made. Mm-hmm. We're being introduced to those owners next week. Okay, good. And we are looking for more Michigan-based vodka companies. So well, you were up north in Frankfurt. Uh, if you had gone to Traverse City, they do have some fine uh, – they have a vodka company up there. All right, so you and I will take a trip to Traverse City to look at the vodka company. You'll be the driver since I'll be the drinker. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, where we're going with this is that when we hold the Buddy Mary Club, when we go to a restaurant or bar that doesn't carry the product that we are our sponsors, they will have to carry that product to host us. Well, the, now, first, the first thing you got to do is yeah. you got to get rid of those fancy shirts that have somebody else's name on the back. And now we're going to have to put, like, your name and a picture of a Bloody Mary. No, no. The it's back. The Bloody Mary Club is going to be sponsored by now. We have the Bloody Mary Babes being interviewed. Right. Um, we Think have, of World War II with the Bloody Mary Babe we got on it. the front of a bomber. You can design the thing. You know, oh, you're gonna be, you'll be part of creative. Okay, uh, you'll be no, cl- no, that's a whole other okay. department down okay. the hall here. Okay. No, 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 no. I like that idea. It'd be uh, like yeah. a 50s, you know, you Bloody Mary Babes. I don't, I don't, I don't, so we're going to have the Bloody Mary Babes yep. um, be there, and it's going to say sponsored by so-and-so. Mm-hmm. So when we do this, now look at our national expansion. This is what we're going to do for mission-made companies. When we do the Bloody Mary Club in Phoenix and Chicago and all over this, that the local – from from Michigan right. is going to have to get distribution all over the country. Mm-hmm. Take that along with any other product we can have Michigan made and do episodic things online. There's that word can again. You, can you imagine that word the again. amount of companies we can get distribution episodic. around the country? He loves that word. So we have some really cool things behind the scenes. The pictures of the Bloody Marys are not just me getting drunk every day drinking Bloody Marys. <laughs> it's 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 like my my brother looks at this and says, "There's a crisis. I'm going to put you in to bet." You know, so Betty does Ford. your doctor. So and it didn't doctor, matter. And everyone looks at and that. By and says, Betty Ford. My brother who never drank before. Now the story behind the one drink a night is that I was never a drinker. And certain doctors say one alcoholic drink a day is good or one red wine is good for you. They just never told you how many ounces. I am off any sleeping medication. Okay, you're laughing. I used to have to sh- to shut this mind off. You have to do so. So he's laughing at me. He's laughing at me. I, I Walgreens called me to renew my sleeping medication. I said, "Don't. I'm not taking it." So one Bloody Mary, which has very little alcohol, very in, little. Oh yeah, chills me out. What? Just keep, no, that's a, that's a double. Like, <laughs> that's the guys, a double the guys, shot. Go, the guys we go with on Thursday night. 
give me two, you know, two, two of these. Well, those guys. I had I had, I had dinner with Jerry the other night. You know, David's out of town, so I had dinner uh, with Jerry. Kept company. Yeah, they didn't fight over their twenty dollar bill. <laughs> it's all right. It's a comedy shtick. You guys have to go to dinner on Thursday night and listen. Oh, Jerry and David Weiss, you. great guys. But at the end of the day, that's the story behind the Bloody Marys on Facebook. So people are looking at me, and and really, my brother was funny, and and I finally told him what it was about. But he's he's we're taking shots. And and um, I got asked out the other day. Ooh. Yeah, I got asked out by a woman who mm. I've known for many years, and she did it on private chat, and she says, can I have a Bloody Mary with you? Well, First time I've been asked out to join me for a Bloody Mary. Well, so it was really cool. Now, what about your Tuesday group? Do they drink Bloody Marys? So, you know, you know how I don't come to breakfast in the morning? Many more times like this week because I go to work early. Well, I, either did I. I had to so, work too. So my Tuesday, somebody told me yeah, I had to make a living. Yeah, <laughs> but Tuesday nights have been faded out for the same reason I'm working and having meetings oh, okay. Tuesday nights. Okay. But when I do come, um, I do order my pub library. Um, okay. Bloody Mary. It comes well dressed. Comes with a pickle. How nice. I order extra pickle, olives, nice. and celery. Very so nice. you know, it's about the dressings too, guys. Yeah, it's, it's all any, about. Any you guys want to join me for Bloody Mary one night? You know, we we go to. When uh, you don't like Bloody Marys, you don't like tomato juice. Hold on a second, let's go over here, Kelsey. Put up your mic. But wait a minute, the V eight, all the great vegetables in the V eight. We have to talk. Hold on a second. Wait, wait wait a second. You you put a camera on her, okay? One on me, one on her. Switch the two around. I want to. I want to do this here. Wrong way. No, no, he's got. He's got. He's got. He's got it. He's got it. Byron's got it. Don't worry about it. All right. So that's it. Now get one on Kelsey, because here's what I want to do. I'm going to put her on the spot right now. Okay? She, she's going to be on the spot. Tony's working on it right now. Put one on Kelsey, one on me. Is that difficult? Okay. <laughs> so, there's <laughs> nobody on that desk. Someone's been drinking Bloody Marys I'll already. I'll tell you. I'm not okay, sure what's so going on would, here. Now the other camera on Kelsey. Let's go. Directions. I'm becoming a director. i tell you. Anyways, here's the deal. Camera two on Kelsey. Kelsey, let me ask there you a question. There you go. Do you or don't you or have you never tasted a Bloody Mary? I have had a Bloody Mary. My mom's actually really fond of them. I'm just not. I don't like tomatoes and tomato juice that much. Well, okay. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stop. Okay. The woman that's making pasta does not like tomatoes? No, I like like spaghetti, but as far See, as like tomatoes. See, this is what I hear from the kids okay, all so, the time. So I hear me, this all the time. I don't eat married. tomatoes. Let me ask pizza. you. I'm not going to try to make you an alcoholic. <laughs> I like um, Long Island. Okay, Long. Okay, we're, but we're, this is not the Long Island club. I know. Okay, I know. So let's talk not. about it. This if we seasoned it up a little bit and tasted it, it would, you, would you try one? Yeah. Would you try I one? I would, yes. Okay, right. I'm going to look at Tony right now. Tony, you don't need a camera on you, but let me ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Would you have a Bloody Mary with us? Oh, you're not old enough. No, he's not. How are you? No, no. Sorry, forget you. No. Angel. Over there, Angel, how old are you? He's no old. way! Yeah. No, you're not that old. Mm-hmm. Angel, you want to go for a drink one night, Bloody Mary? Angel's on. How about our partner in crime over there? How old is he? How old no, is he? No, they're nodding their heads already. Okay, so we got two out of four. Well, Tony, when you get old enough, you'll I'll take you for your yeah, first you, Bloody yeah, Mary. Yeah, you call us. But anyways, um, if you're listening and yeah. you want to go for a Bloody Mary with me, uh, send it to info at newradiomedia.com. I want to have a Bloody Mary with Paul. We'll be glad to invite you. And um, if you'd like to design, send us your designs for a Bloody Mary club card. I like that idea. I like that idea. Well, thank you. You know, once in a while you wake up with a good idea. Once and get in it. a while, you know. You know, it's. I'm dying of the heat in here. 
I don't think it's that bad. You know, you wore a long sleeve. I'm in the I summer, Tommy Bahamas. Yeah. Oh yeah. You had. You, oh yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of oh, which, how's go. your poison ivy oh, doing? We're switching out. Where's your play that song? Uh, uh, poison ivy. <laughs> poison ivy. How's it's your all poison gone. It's about all gone. It's all gone. Our, 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 my partner friend, dear friend, uh, got poison ivy before he went out to California. Yeah, they weren't sure if it was poison ivy or Lyme disease, though. That was the problem. So they treated it. Oh, I thought it was lemon disease. No, not lemon. Lime lime. disease. Okay. Lemons are what you're still getting in that drinks. They put limes with those sometimes. Lemons or limes. Which do you prefer? Well, you know, I like them both because I eat them. I don't just let them sit there. Yeah. I I actually do eat them both. You digest them. But I'll tell you, um, Bloody Mary's in Hawaii come with a great slice of pineapple and stuff. I got to tell you, they're great. Are you, you going to take me to well, probably Hawaii? Tell, I, it's a little wet there today. A little moist. It's a little moist. It's a little moist, and especially the high-rise buildings are floating a little. This uh, well, and no, a little people that. like to be on four floors or up there, so that's ground level. Ground level after today. after a flood. But, well, uh, but you lemons, and speaking of Hawaii, yeah, boy, you. we're taking this every left, right, and turns. All this you told me to drive I on, everywhere. I was on friend. I was on with Michael Yellen this this week. Couple oh, days Michael. Ago. Michael had to get off the phone with me because he was prepping for the hurricane in Hawaii. Yes, yes. So I uh, hope the folks stay dry there. I think it was taking a sharp left and turning to a Category 1, but they it were going to get a lot of rain. But a lot of rain and wind. They're still looking at two feet of moisture. That's a so. lot of flooding, and Belfort will be saving and drying up the island so, of Hawaii. Talk know, to me. All right. So, you okay. know, you were talking about— Bloody Marys. Um, well, Bloody Marys and, you Lyme know— Lyme disease. Uh, all this good Poison stuff. ivy and it's floods in Hawaii. It's time for... <clears throat> da, 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 da. We have music. Da, 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 da. Today's trivia question. No, this day in history. This day in history. This day in history was compiled by Ethan Perlman. Sponsored by? Whoever. Toyota. Toyota, right. Nah. Anyway. Ford. 1939, this movie came out and became one of the best-loved movies in history. 1939. Well, if, my, and, if Ian was here, he would know this answer. And this movie lost to another movie for the Best Picture Award. Well, I was going to say Gone with the Wind was somewhere, but that's even that's earlier. That's 1939. Okay, so Gone with and the that's Wind. that's the one that got the Academy Award. Okay. And this one's raising her hand. Okay, yes. Gone with the Wind. And what was it? I'll give you a hint. I could tell you the hint because yeah. I saw the curtain. Yeah. Is it The Wizard of Oz? The Wizard of Oz. So you saw the curtain. <laughs> saw the curtain. I'm so proud of you. Look at her. Look at her. I she's mentioned, at her. She's I just, I mentioned she's loving a movie, this. and Look. you got the winner. She just, she's doing so you good. Don't, you don't have to have a Bloody Mary just for that. Answer. Okay. But, but I want you to taste now, it. Okay, come on. You know I love to fly. Yeah, with, if the problem is your arms get tired. A little bit. But okay. this woman completes a transcontinental flight in 1932. Earhart. Thank you. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Earhart BMW. Going to make it tougher. We're, 19... we're, we're good here. We're a team. We can play Jeopardy. All right. Okay. All right, team. Okay. 1958. I'm waiting for the buzzer. The mar- This product was marketed in 1958, now the most popular dish among many young people and college students. Ramen noodles. And who came up with it? Mr. Ramen. Momo Kafuku. <laughs> I know. I love the name. Also <laughs> known as Mr. Ramen by his Mr. friends. Ramen. I'm his friend. So yeah, it's Mr. The, Ramen. This and marks you know the first time What's... that chicken ramen hit the market. Okay, you know what the average cost of a ramen package is? At the dollar store? What? What's the average cost of a ramen package? When I went to school? Yeah. Today. Fi- today's oh, market. When I went to school, it was 15 cents. 19 cents is the average cost oh, of a ramen cents. still today. It's not so. been. Five for a dollar is traditional. 
for okay. for a dollar. And uh, ramen, you've never seen a person starve if they've had ramen noodles. That's very true. You have ramen. It's the preferred thing of college students. As long as you have water. Water and ramen and a microwave. You know, and now, you know what's so great about it? Yeah. Going camping with ramen noodles. All you well, do I, is I like boil camping it. with you, Mr. Ramen. You, you, you boil the water, you put it in the pack, you shake it about 30 seconds, and boom, you're ready to go. So speaking of camping. I'm not done yet. What do you mean camping? Hold up. I got one more to go. You said you went camping and had ramen noodles. Wait, we were speaking up. of camping. Here we go. You ready? You can come back to that. We have a break before that. Yeah, don't ahead. worry about that. What's, what else we got in this day in In 2012, mm-hmm. the Voyager spacecraft becomes the first spacecraft to enter interstellar space, launched mm-hmm. in 1977. Yep. But also on this day, Ted Kennedy died. Yes. Now, it's birthday time. Do you have your birthday list ready? No, nope. I'll right. be back after the break. All right, so I can't, actually, well, I can't have birthdays today. <laughs> I can't have birthdays today. Okay. So I have All a right. Facebook well, crisis. Facebook crisis. Um, That's right. All right, so one of the things we're going to talk about man. today. Yes. Um, I can't have birthdays today. We're, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about employment, but not by numbers. Okay, we're going to talk a couple of different things. We're also going to talk about a generational breakdown. Uh, info about all of the different generations that we look at. Talking about my generation. generation. Thank do, you. Do, do, Thank do, you. Do. you know, the, and, and then you know, you talk well, about generations. Jukebox. Did, Walking you see a, did you see a record come back today that hasn't been around for years? Africa. I mean, Toto. It's top, it is, well, well, let me tell you Toto. something. It's it, done it by two top, or three groups. It, it is topping the charts. It is number one. I would say with a bullet, but that's a tough thing to say in cities today. No, no, let so, me tell you about Toto, well, okay? Yeah, well, you can talk about Toto and all the others, but you know what I want to talk about? What? That it is so good to be back in the studio. I feel like I'm glad I'm back in Palm Desert, California today. You are. Well, you I know, want to make you feel at home. Okay? I know you did. So I'm, going to, um, I'm going to go to the air-conditioned room. Okay. And while we do that, I know there's some wonderful sponsors that want to share with us what they would like to tell us. Let's talk. At NewRadioMedia.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. And we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. 
It's where techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here on NewRadioMedia.com. I like that music. We're back here at Talking Biz on NewRadioMedia.com on uh, a nice day outside. Beautiful it's going to be 70-something, I think, Beautiful today. day. Every yeah. day is a good day, right? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Wait, isn't every day a, a good day? day and some people like to celebrate birthdays. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Who sang that? What are you doing, Beautiful Mr. day Rogers? in the neighborhood. Yeah, Mr. Rogers. You know, I was at a wedding with Fred, yeah. and I was waiting for him to get drunk. Anyways, my Facebook friend's birthday of the day. Aaron Weberman, good buddy of mine, 60 years old today. David Wonder, happy birthday. Another gentleman in the real estate business, Mr. Marty Zide. I don't know if you know Martin Zide, good mm. guy. Uh, an old uh, business associate. We did some work with him, Seema Barak Jr. Uh, <laughs> a couple people. <laughs> moving right yeah, along. Moving right along. Good, and good. another great gentleman who I met years ago um, actually helped me get into a business. And, uh, and Mr. Alan Rothenberg. Uh, Alan is a gentleman of gentlemen's. Right. So I'd like to say hello and thank you to those oh. friends. And any other people out there oh. celebrating the birthday today, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday and now many, many, comes many more. The birthday of time. Birthday of Time. Birthday Sponsored of by Timex. It there takes a licking and keeps on Thank taking. Thank you, John Cameron Swayze. Yes. We're going to strap this watch on the back of a blade of a uh, boat. Mercury engine. A Mercury engine. We're going to drop right. it in the water. It's going to go around 57,000 RPMs, and let's see if this Timex takes a licking. I am so amazed, ladies and gentlemen. We are taking the watch off the prop right now, and oh my God, it's still ticking. Let me tell you something. Tell me. Um, Share with us. I like, Share to, with go, us. I like to go. To, I like to go to New York, right? You and think? I, go, I go to Canal Street. I have to keep you and your wallet separated. So I go to Canal Street where they sell the knockoffs, right? <laughs> and I see the knockoffs. And when the recession was on, you know things were so bad, they had knockoffs of Timexes. Okay. So instead of so, so instead of a Rolex folks, for twenty bucks for a Rolex, <laughs> you could get a Timex for two bucks. There you so go. So it was a knockoff of a Rolex. Things were really bad when All they were right, knocking off so. cheap watches. Here you go. You guys get that joke? They, they don't get that okay. joke. Tony, thumbs it's, up, it's, thumbs please. down. They, they, Tony likes everything because he, he knows, he, he knows where paycheck. the paycheck is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, you know the this name? One, this one you sticks to You know the great actor, Michael Rennie? No. What do you mean? Who's he play? What is he? I'm not a... You do know you what? remember the movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still? Nope. Fantastic movie. I'll go watch it on demand. I think today. you better. Okay. Anyway, wait a second. Uh, if the days, the Earth, so I don't lose time during that movie. No, not the at Earth stays still. It was a great. And they made a remake later, but Michael Rennie was fantastic in that. Okay. All right. So that anyone that, in this room know it, Michael it, Rennie? Uh, you're the only I swear one. Swear to God. Okay. All right. How about Sean Connery? I know Sean. Sean. Sean Connery. Nineteen thirty, he was born. Yeah. Now this one is from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Played in Top Gun. Okay. Do you know ben. who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Who? Well, he played in Top Gun. Played in Top Gun. He didn't write Top Gun. Wasn't no, the writer was of cousin. Top Gun was from cousin. Michigan originally? That's my cousin, Jack Epps Jr. Okay, Jack Epps Jr. Okay. Jack Epps. Yeah, Epps. Not, not, Whatever, not, Epps. Not, Epps and Flows? I, I, I offered and, your water. Epps and Flows is Jack Epps. Okay? Tom Skerritt. <coughs> Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. No, his last name is Cruz. Tom Skerritt. He also played in Some people think MASH. MASH. Played okay. in Alien. Okay. But, of course, Top Gun. He also played in wow, Mac, yeah, cool. Uh, played in Mac okay, and Cheese in Chicago. You know, 
Or we movie? at New Radio Media. That's we. That's, that's you, me, and the team. Right. And the, I don't Us. want to talk about that a little okay. bit. Okay, talk about but it. But not in the way you want to talk about it, so I'm not talking in that respect. I'm going to sit here and shut up and listen or try to. You ready? Go ahead. We talk all the time about the generations, talking just like I did here. You know, I brought, I brought up uh, some things just now, and um, okay. you know, we look at how people from different areas are. What is the definition of a generation? A generation. What is the definition of a generation? Um, it's an age group, isn't it? Well, generation is a group of people born around the same time, right, raised right. around the same place. Okay. A group of age, age okay. that's my said. All right. And what makes generations consistent at a high level? Consistent high level. What, 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 I'm going to listen to you on this one. No, no, i got no, something I, to talk about with generations. Okay. Generations exhibit... Similar characteristics, such mm -hmm. as communication, shopping, motivation, mm -hmm. preferences, etc. Okay? Mm -hmm. What does the Center for Generational Kinetics do? It measures those. Okay. So far, you're doing good. Okay, go ahead. I feel like I'm, I'm back so, in school. I, I love this. Okay. Yes, well, professor. we are back to school. It's yes, almost Labor yeah, Day. Yes, yes, professor. Okay. Professor, uh, wait a minute. Here Did I you, miss sir. a number? Oh, wait. we got to go here. I see. What makes studying generations interesting and different? Let me tell you why I'm going to answer that. Give me, let me answer this in a long answer. No, I want a simple answer. We're going to get into these. Well, tra trends and trades and what they are, personalities and what they are into. I mean, that's just what they do. Okay. What are the primary generations today? All right, so and I, I want to start the, back with... Generation what? Not, be, born before 1945. What do we call it? Okay, what is that, baby boomers? No, that's after before that. 1945. So what is that name? That was the traditionalist or the silent generation. Okay. Why were they silent? Well, because of the war period, the Depression period. Okay, so the next generation. Okay. 1946 to 1964, what were they called? Is that the baby boomers? Okay. okay. 1965 to 1976. What is that one? Generation X. Okay, then then Then, then 77 to 95 mm -hmm. are millennials or... Generation Y. So there's a, a generation between that. No, I did that already. Why? 65 okay. to 76. Okay. Okay. I'm at 77 to 95 now. Okay. All right, that's millennials or Generation Y. 1996, okay, and later Generation Z, iGen, or Centennials. Okay, and then okay. The millennials. Well, millennials, we've already done. They're 77 to 95. Okay, okay. I think you're going to need to have no, this going in back, front of no, you. No, no, I do, I do. Because let me tell you wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. We got so, more. So after millennials are what? Generation Z. Z. Okay, I want to talk or about Z. Or the iGen. I want to talk or, about Z for a second. That's that's like an, all right, and Ethan is a Z. Let me talk about Z. I just read a story. There are Zs, except okay. for the no, one. No, no, they're millennials. She's millennial. No. She's millennial. She's millennial. Oh, and she is. Yes. She's a Z in the other okay, room. Okay, so, so here's right. the I got a Z, and over so, here so, I got so, a millennial. So Z... Z in the backwards. Yeah, but Z, well, so Z, it was really interesting because we watch studies for new radio, media, and digital. Yes. It's very important. And over the last two and a half, almost three years, we look at studies. And Generation Z is very interesting. This was the first generation that, that grew up totally digital. Right, and they didn't okay? know from Zorro. Right. So they, they totally <laughs> raised digital. They are going to be a more positive generation. All right? Define. A positive meaning that their outlook on life is going to be better than, than other people. Um, when you go a little older and people remember the recession and live in certain places, 
Um, they stay in a, a frame of mind that the world could fall any day Excuse now. Excuse me. You don't think that the current political scene in the United States doesn't affect them? But it does. But let me talk about this. It's just read a deep study. So a deep wait, study. It, it's deep. The, the, what they, it does affect them, and more so millennials and the young voters that are going to come out, because as we work on the political <coughs> channel that we're going to do in the political mm-hmm. uh, community, right. we are starting to develop shows of younger people in which way their thoughts are. Our mm-hmm. first show developed for the political community is going to be younger people discussing their political views in which way they want to see the world to go. It's different than tra- general trends. Okay. So Generation Z is, is all digital. So as new radio evolves, we've had to watch these studies Matter of fact, what is one of the factors that is hurly, hurting Harley Davidson? You don't know what one of the factors is? Young people are not buying motorcycles. Well, they're not buying cars. But they're buying transportation, but they're not buying motorcycles. They do buy cars, but the study on cars goes a little later. Well, when that's they get later to a in the show. I do have yeah. a piece on that. Okay. We're going to talk about that. So back that. to generational things. So okay. we, as we follow the studies, mm-hmm. one came out on Z this week. Right. And it was really interesting because we had a visitor from New York, a, a top radio executive mm-hmm. from Westwood One Radio. It was here Monday and Tuesday, and it really enlightened us because he fell in love with us, which was nice. Um, said, hey, you guys are doing the right thing. And so we look at these studies and we have to follow the studies for our marketers and our advertisers. And millennials don't take time to go golf. Correct. Okay? They don't ride motorcycles. Mm-hmm. This is in general, Tony. Some do golf. Uh, they go for a nice glass of wine and not a craft beer. They spend more money on entertainment. They spend more money on all experiences, which means vacations. They spend more money on dining. They would like a nice dining experience. So as you look at that, and they don't trust banks. So they saw their family's values go down and banks do the bad thing. And they're very, very interested to see the way they're more socially conscious of what's going on around them. Um, not really angry because what happens is is older people don't understand millennials, and they use it as a bad word, and I want to erase that because we have a couple people here. If you call them millennials, they'll slug you. And I don't blame them because what people think, um, what they do, and, and, and it's wrong. I look at them and say I want to learn from them. So what's happened over the last two years with the millennials? Well, you have the answer. Okay, darn so. You're darn right, I do. So. Mama didn't raise no dumb boys. Do, so, we have a couple minutes before break, but can you do that? Go ahead. What's happened? They become the largest generation in the United States workforce. Mm-hmm. And millennials also are the fastest growing generation of customers in the marketplace, bringing the greatest lifetime value. They also exhibit different attitudes towards employment, sales, mm-hmm. and marketing, mm-hmm. as you've already said. Um, no wonder everyone's talking about millennials. But they are really different? That's the question. How and why are they different? Why can't employers, marketers, politicians, educators, and parents do? What can they all do to try to bring them into their camps? Those are what we're looking at we, and, as we talk about. And we're going to look about that a little bit more as we go into the show today. Um, <laughs> but then um, the last little piece is, you know, new millennials have uh, something – to look out too, you know, the next generation known as the G Gen Z I Gen or uh, Centennials, um, including parenting, education, employment, entrepreneurship, sales. That's the next group coming in. But you know what they're not getting from the millennials? What? Mentorship. Well, the millennials aren't giving us mentorship, or no, the next generation down. Okay, they are. They are. And no, you're calling them selfish or what? I'm not going to get into that just yet. Okay. I'm going to let that. 
thought sink into everybody's uh, mind for a few minutes. Um, and because when we come back in, a, in just a couple of seconds here, we're going to talk about how millennials, as you've already shared with Harley Davidson and automotive, their, how their mode of transportation has changed and everything else. So there's so many different aspects to what's happening in that generation what that affects business on a daily basis. So um, we're going to ponder it. You and I will share some thoughts. Uh, I'm going to get another cup of coffee. This is New Radio Media Talking Biz with Paul and Peter. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our Nine and Dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Surfing the internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. And welcome back to New Radio Media Talking Biz. If you've just joined us, uh, I'd like to let you know that you can reach us by that famous thing we call a telephone. I know it's unique, mm -hmm. but if you uh, dial 844-999-9249, um, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you and some of your thoughts or questions that maybe we can share with our uh, audience out there and everything. You know, Paul, we were talking about millennials. Yes. And you brought up about Harley-Davidson, and the mm -hmm. sales are down, mm -hmm. and they're down in a number of areas. Yes. But you know what is really picking up in the urban areas with millennials today? Scooter power. Yep. And the bird, as it's called in greater Detroit downtown, is moving right along. Are you familiar with the bird? The bird, it's a song by Morris Day. Here we okay. go. Here we go. Is the bird? You know the bird, bird, bird angel. You know the bird. bird. Yeah, bird. let's do the bird. You know everybody Quack, says. Everybody oh, says to us, oh, "Do we really do a song and dance show here? Are we really a, a talking?" Hey, Mo Day is good. Morris Day in the time. I, I grew up with Morris Day with Prince. Okay, <laughs> I can do the bird. I do all his stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey. ladies and yes. gentlemen, on our stage today, let's welcome Paul, Paul Benzman. Mo Day in the time. I like Mo Day. Yeah, <laughs> Jerome, right? Jerome. How do I look, Jerome? Ooh, Jerome brings out the mayor fine. to Mo Day, and they do that. 
So, while Paul is uh, flying off to uh, whatever, um, if you're a short, you didn't if you're see me Morris the, Day with Paul Benzman. I was on the right on this. If this. you're looking for that short commute, late for the appointment. Short joke? Why don't you try the bird? The bird. The bird. Flip yeah. the bird or drive the bird? What know, is the bird? Three weeks since it arrived in the city of Detroit downtown, yep. rental scooters are multiplying in number and surging in popularity with little of the angry backlash that a lot of people thought because of pedestrians. Yeah. Um, so there's two markets happening here. One market is people can rent these things mm-hmm. for like nothing. Yep. But the second market is people collect them and are now being paid to charge them at night and put them back on the street the next morning. So, like, a second business was started because of the necessity of the first. Well, it's funny you say that. And, and you know, talk about transportation. Transportation. You know, as Ford Motor Company finishes or starts the train station, and they're looking at transportation. These companies are becoming transportation companies. Correct. They're not automotive companies. And uh, as we look at it, and Ford was the first one to announce that we're going to become a transportation company. Uh, they already have transport vans and vans that do hospital sharing rides and do everything. And I uh, had some guests in from L.A. Uh, last week and actually from New York, and we talked about this, and we talked about where these automotive companies are going to and what's going to happen. And as the automotive companies continue to uh, change their transportation mode and the number of cars will start shrinking, uh, we look at, let's go back to lifestyles of millennials and other people. Uh, for the last decade or more, uh, downtowns have become popular. And the reason being is that um, younger people, and actually empty nesters, want to go home after work or be in an area where they don't have to drive everywhere. So they'll pay more for rent, and they'll say, listen, they'll save on a car payment. Typically, if a car payment and insurance and gas is five to $600 a month, that's what the cost is. So you're taking $6,000 that you can put more into paying $500 more a month for an apartment, and you can walk out after work or walk home from work or take transportation, whether it's a scooter or a bike or a bus or a tram, and you come home and you can walk to dinner and restaurants or your entertainment. It's a healthier, exciting lifestyle than driving all over the place. Folks in major cities of downtown uh, New York City, Chicago, have lived this lifestyle for years, but populations in downtowns are dramatically growing, and that's going to change the mode of transportation and people driving and what they're doing. Then you have the world of autonomous vehicles. Uh, just got my 40, had my 40 reunion two weeks ago, and a gentleman I went to school with is in charge of the whole autonomous program in Ann Arbor. And they're looking to do some stuff and shows with us. But the stuff he's telling me they're doing is amazing. And a lot of it has to do with transportation as far as buses, as far as commuters, and stuff like that. For the elderly, uh, and he thinks it's going to be the hardest adapter, is that we have parents that need to go to appointments. And you'll be able to get online and order a transportation to pick your parents up, take you to the doctor, take them home, and take them on their errands. And uh, that's very interesting. So the way things are going to change really soon. Now, it's going to be interesting because you're in the insurance business. And, uh, you know, questions pop up. If a you know an unmanned vehicle hits a manned vehicle, uh, I brought up the question is that you get a autonomous vehicle, picks you up at the bar at 2 a.m. And you go into the autonomous vehicle. Now, legally, you're not the driver or owner of the vehicle, right? Correct. But you are blitzed, and you're putting your arms and legs all over, and you hit a button. If you become a cause or reason, the question would become, will the transfer of litigation move back? Thank you. So the question is, you kick a button that's the emergency stop. The car behind you slams into you. 
And who's liable? The person that kicked the button? Well, you know, the old expression is the one that rear ends you failing to break within the proper distance. Well, then you the know, question is, I get like, it. It's, officer, no, it's like a deer running across right, the street. Right, but, but you're going. You know, and you're you hit going, your brakes and the other guy rams <laughs> into you're you. You're going on a street at 45 miles an hour. I know. It's I know. nighttime. There's the a lot of things. The drunk person are, hits the emergency right. stop. You hit that vehicle. You know, they've got a number of years yet to work on it. And litigation-wise, it is a very big issue because they've already started that in Phoenix and Pittsburgh. Those were the autonomous By cars the are time running. time I get to Phoenix. Thank you, Glenn. Okay. Mr. Campbell. I'm a talking, uh, walking jukebox. I, I tell you, you, you are. Um, but it is going to become an issue. The, the other thing, too, um, and, we'll, and we're going to move on from the... <coughs> yep, yep. But I want to... We'll stay on the millennials for one more minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole generation. Yep. Was a comment that I made a little earlier, and that's about the mentoring. That... Each generation, you know, you hit when you hit your high point of your age, you start to mentor. Mm-hmm. When you're in the low point of your age, coming into the workforce, there's no mentor. And sometimes you can't find a mentor. Right. That becomes the biggest thing. So, you know, growing up in a house like you did and I did, um, our mentors were really our parents. In some cases. You know, in the basics. In the basics. At an early age, your parents are your mentors. Your mentors. Yes, once you step Period, out, they become your enemies once you and step they become out, your friends. Once you step out that front door, then it becomes who's the new, who is your mentor at that point? Mm-hmm. And it could be your first job, the people you work with, the a boss, neighbor. the neighbor, people mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So who was your first mentor? You know, you, you look and, at that. And like you said, neighbor, it could be anybody, but who so, was your first so mentor? Let me, let me get into this, and it's not a short story. Okay. Well, hold on a minute. Okay, get, get comfortable. Oh, I'm all set now. I there, grew Paul. up. I grew up in a very entrepreneurish neighborhood. Uh, I don't know if you know Robert <laughs> Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's a series of motivational speaking books. He's a speaker, and you're a product of your environment. And on 18195 Onyx in Southfield, there was a very entrepreneurish neighborhood. Uh, how many people remember New York Carpet World? Yeah. Uh, the back person behind the scenes who grew the company was a guy named Marv Berlin. Definitely. Uh, his daughter babysat for us. So in her early age, she woke me up at 11 o'clock to watch their first TV commercial. Showed you night. how to lay tile and carpet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had to watch the first commercial. Across the street was a, one of my biggest mentors uh, to follow and watch was a guy named Marv Bookstein, mm-hmm. a nationwide tax service. In 1975, I went to sell shoes and sneakers and cleats, him and Carl Gilbert created the first athletic chain of shoe stores in Detroit in the malls. So I watched them. Down the street was Superior Potato Chip, Detroit City Dairy, and on and on and on. We had people that were company people and lived there. I used to sit for kids because yeah, I but, was the... But I'm going to interrupt because so the I mentor, want to know who was the mentor well, that early there, age. there were several. I would have to say my first person that I watched as an entrepreneur would be Marv Bookstein. Okay. Right across the street. So, so he was I would, a neighbor. I would go across the street, not play with the kids, but talk to Marv. Okay. Marv, Marv was interested. So Marv was one of them. Uh, another mentor was a gentleman I sold shoes for back in 1917. No, it was 1917. <laughs> 1977 when I was 17. Okay. Um, so these are people that I worked around and for. Um, later on, I have to, uh, to admit that my father uh, was a person that really taught me you've got to like what you do, but I didn't realize it until later in life. If you don't love what you do and you're forced into a situation, it makes you miserable in your whole life since you spend so much time at work. Correct. And so by him being in the insurance business with his father and brother, understanding that he was in that business but didn't like it. 
Uh, and, and that gave away a very good income to search for what you like to do. Um, I don't suggest you change until you know what you're doing. But the fact is, as I coach and consult people, and you consult a lot of people, Peter, is really looking into what is your quality of life. I have a homework assignment that I give plenty of people, and, and you look at who's your mentor. Right. We'll talk about that in another show. But as far as mentorship, there's people out there searching for people to give them guidance and, and a mentor. Um, so it's it's very interesting where we're going because of, let's not talk about it, but communication skills and people reaching out. The communication skills of millennials or people younger are different than us. Once again, with Generation Z and beyond, and beyond them, before them, or after them, the problem is is the communication has changed. Um, and, and so mentoring could be different. A lot of people's mentor today is a YouTube is, is a is a program on YouTube or something they watch on a podcast. Uh, and that goes deeper and deeper. We talked about suicides, another situation with trans, but it goes on communication. So the young people in mentoring is different. It's different. When you and I grew up in a neighborhood, we could walk around and feel safe. Or we walked into anybody's house. Nobody locked Thank the door. Thank you. So, so let's let's do this example. And I'm going a little. And we bit... also could fit in milk shoots back. Right, then. right. It was just, it's funny. <laughs> it's sneak in the house. But the fact is, is that you guys will tell, no we'll tell what a milk shoot is. Okay, it's like a laundry shoe, right? But 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 if you go back, Peter, and, and it goes down to communication and times and trust because I lived in a neighborhood such as you did. We could be out till dark, and if you're going to be out after dark, your parents ask for one thing: call and let us know you're out after dark. Right. That's it. Today, if a parent loses sight of a child for 10 seconds in a mall, Panic. the first thing they think is kidnap. And so we live in a society of non-trusting people because we were taught, okay, you can talk to someone because you trust them. Right. When you talk to a stranger today, these kids are taught not to talk to any stranger. So when you're taught that and grown up that don't talk to a stranger, you also put a wall up for communication. That's a problem. Same thing when I go to a drugstore or a store or anyone services something. I'll ask a person, how is your day going? The first thing they say, is this guy going to rob me? They don't trust you. No, seriously. Go, I'm going to tell everyone who's listening. Go to a store, go to Walgreens, and ask the clerk behind if they're listening or looking at you, how is your day going? How's your cash flow? Yeah. Do <laughs> you have enough in there to rob you? But, but the serious thing about it is no, you're if, right. if, if we look at the community today, and this is not good or bad. I'm not knocking the millennials. No. But when my son would be in his room and not hear a voice come out for two, three hours, I don't know, are you breathing in there? I, the get, fact that. Was, I get that with ours, right, too. He, he's either emailing or texting. Or he's on a game. And, and he's doing a game, that. Electronic so games. it came up again this week that there's going to be a big demand for a company called their teachings forum called Sales 101. Right. How do you communicate with a stranger you just met? How do you break the ice with a stranger you just met? And so there's a lack of communication. Not that one's right or wrong. That's the way they grew up. And the fact is, is that when you're dealing with a company, and, and one of the biggest factors at NRM and a lot of companies is the communication between certain generations because you get emails, I get emails. Now, I'll tell people right away every day I get two to 400 emails a day yeah. from two companies. There's a great chance that I'm going to miss that email or sure. see it a day later. And I have a reader uh, yeah. in my office because – I'm in and out yep. for multiple companies, mm -hmm. and um, they'll read the email, and they'll pick up the phone, and they'll call me, you need to deal with this or look at this. And I had a reader for a while when I had my personal assistance, which is coming back. Right. But the fact is, as I miss a message that could have been important, I tell people that do business with me, if you really have something important, track me down. I have a cell phone by me or a phone by me every day, every hour, and if something's wrong, do that. 
And so that's the issue of, of communication and talked about mentorship. We started this whole thing about mentorship. The fact is, is it's communication. It's also trust because what happens is because of these generations we talk about, Z and millennials, they tend to hang in their group. And some of the crossovers are issues that we've got to deal with. You might skip up to the next generation from millennials to Z, but from a millennial go to the next, that communication gap is big. So as we talk about that, we've got to pay for this show and pay for the lights and the air conditioning, which I brought you. Thank you. You're listening to Talking Biz on NewRadio.com. We'll see you in, let's say, two minutes. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! And welcome back, everybody, to that last segment in the first hour of Talking Biz at New Radio Media. You know, Paul and I the other day had to take a drive uh, from West Bloomfield to Troy. And we went through Birmingham, and it was exciting to see that we could actually cross Old Woodward. Yep. And I think that the merchants, the small businesses, uh, were so excited to finally see that the road opened up. Most of the landscaping is kind of in. The insets for parking are now established on Old Woodward. They didn't really lose any parking spaces, which was great. They gained some, actually. You know, and it's and and I think it's it's fantastic. And I I'm just so thrilled for Birmingham because I know a lot of the owners and stuff. You know, there's that big struggle. You know, you got to go around the loops everywhere, and that's uh, that's fine and dandy. But uh, you know, the ribbon cutting ceremony was held August 11th at the time, and it, and yet it was a low key ribbon cutting for such a major change in a community. Well, you know, it's, it, it, talk about Birmingham. You know, we did drive by it, and I really liked they did the landscape and the little islands to separate things. And they did a great job. And there was many arguments why they did this, why they couldn't do half. But because of the infrastructure being so old, with wood pipes still under there and different things, that they had to go dig deep. 
And it was really, once they got in there, they realized it was worse than they thought, and they glad they shut the parades down. And now the merchants are up. But there's a call, a few small merchants and large merchants that paid a price. <coughs> but as they fixed it, and as Birmingham continues to go vertical, um, they used to have a height limit. Uh, they still do. I think it's four floors four, four. that go high. But they're actually going to go higher than that, I believe. They're going to try in certain areas. But the structure in the old word, old Woodward is now new again. Correct. Uh, and they look at that, and they did a fine job. Um, but it's it's small communities, and, and it works. What happens is is that, you know, they had a lot of merchants that were on the verge of profitability, and they lost a couple. You know, they lost a couple of them. Uh, some saw it coming, so it it pushed the ones on the brink out. Um, and Birmingham is interesting because we've done a lot of merchants there as yes, far as have. new radio at loca- right. and plus locations has done put a lot of people in Birmingham. And what happens with Birmingham is the following: <coughs> that Birmingham is gone back to a small town of unique stores. What happened before Somerset North was built, you had the gap. You had a lot of chains that went downtown. You have a couple chains uh, there as far as stores now, but you have a lot of unique stores. Birmingham went back to the uniqueness it was and, and pretty much is thriving. But uh, well, Woodward did hurt it for sure. Yeah, it did. Um, I mean, we take a look at the current stores i mean let's take a look if we go back even 20 years ago when roots had a huge store mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. and sherman shoes was there right so we had all you know walkler everybody had big big stores mm-hmm. and the men's clothing line stores mm-hmm. were very large and then you know over time we saw the transition come into play mm-hmm. we saw as you as you brought up you know all of the buildings are aging yes it's an old community so when the Varsity Shop had their water damage, for example, off of Pierce there, mm-hmm. in Merrill, that store went vacant. And that was the first major store to become vacant because of aging. Well, aging. And, and, because of and, aging. And, and, well, aging. The water damage and everything more else. Factors, more right, factors. More factors. More okay. factors. So they had to move to Adams Square. Mm-hmm. And you could just get a feel that things were starting to change in the, in the, in the city fathers, shall we say, in generic terms finally woke up and said, we have to reevaluate everything that's going on. And, you know, and that roadbed became the major issue. But, well, you know, we'll, re- we'll resurface the road or it'll look pretty. But, well, like you shared, once they started to dig, then it became ugly. Well, it became ugly. And, and, and let's go back to the varsity shop and yeah. a few other people. We see this in Ann Arbor, and we see it in a lot of older communities, that the landlords um, sometimes force people out because rent increases. And, and as businesses and, and things change, especially e-commerce affecting traditional stores and the big chains affecting big stores, that a lot of items become a commodity to people. Uh, what we're seeing with, back to the, hate to go back to Generation Z, the millennials, right. is that their online shopping experience, the impersonalization of buying something, didn't mean a thing to them. It didn't mean that they, like Mr. Merchant, though it's changing because Tony here, uh, likes to help the little merchant because of the, he feels for the little merchant. That's starting to change a little bit, Peter. Uh, from older people to younger people realizes that if they do not shop retail, that something they love or need will disappear. So there's been a trend, and in the last quarter of retail, um, some amazing numbers came out, uh, amazing numbers, which means the bigger chains are trying to find or finally finding the mix of online and bricks Walk and mortar. In. So it was interesting to see that online sales were up, but traditional stores numbers were up. So we don't know if it's because the economy is so strong, 
but we know that the mix is getting and the retailers are figuring it out. So the death of retail is overstated. Uh, the consolidation of retail is not. You've got a difference between consolidation and death. And we'll talk about this further. But the mix is there. So when you look at Birmingham, we started this with the varsity shop. The varsity shop, one, had high rent. The real estate was worth more than the business. Well, so plus, it's a redevelopment but, play. But it also, when the, when the water pipes broke <coughs> and the mold entered into it, they were done. They, well, were, and, they, and, they couldn't operate. But insurance, we don't know behind-the-scenes insurance, yeah, but here's what right. happens. That corner's worth much more in development oh, it, it is. than it is with the cash flow. that the So that corner will be redeveloped. I won't be surprised if you see retail and townhouses above and go four floors. So it'll be worth millions of dollars. Well, we're also looking, you know, when you get over... When you do these loop roads, you mm-hmm. know, so you don't go down Maple, but we mm-hmm. use loop roads like we do in other communities. Yep. Um, they're looking to expand, for example, when you go to Willits and, and you take Bates and Willits and you're going to curve it, mm-hmm. put a bridging over, yep. so you can get more retail, more housing or offices and bring it back into North Old Woodward. Correct. So it's, it's going to be an interesting thing to see that uh, takes place there. So, you know. I congratulate the uh, the people in Birmingham for one patience. Oh yes, you know more doctors. You know definitely that. And um, but the second thing is that Birmingham, like other communities, is refocusing their efforts to basics, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the key to everything. Why do I? I keep hearing that lovely music again. Because our controller. Sends a message to the board and says, commercials, commercials. you got to pay for this place, guys. Well, you know, we're going to the top of the hour. So when we come back on the other side, uh, i got some exciting new things to share with you and all of our wonderful listeners at New Radio Media Talking Biz. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, I've got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. A new Northwestern Medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer and eat more fruits and vegetables, and that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. 
And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways, even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. 86% of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here on NewRadioMedia.com. Boy, we're back here on yes, a we Saturday are. morning. The weather's changing, I understand. Uh, but we won't talk much about it. Get your no, uh, raincoat and your those, stuff. You know, leave it nice out thing about being a weatherman, you get paid a lot of money for to being be wrong. Paid, to be wrong. You I know, think it's you know, a good you job. Know, Peter, I want to thank you. The first hour flew by, but the topics we're talking about, and I'm sure this hour you have something to talk about. What do we want to talk about? Well, a couple of things I want to continue on. I want okay. to talk about the small business uh, finds a tight job market right now. Oh, I love to talk about that. You know, yeah. it's hard to find people for small business, and it's uh, it's getting to be a challenge. You know, back in, I want to go 2015 for a minute, mm -hmm. you know, we had 414,000 companies that started. Yep. But, you know, the latest year for which data is available, you know, we had 524,000 annually in the five years before that recession period hit. Mm -hmm. So we've declined. And then the second part is in the declining of small business where a number of people have opportunities for jobs, we get into this other piece of where are we finding people. And then the third little component, because I had people in town the other day, so I gave them the tour of Livonia for a moment, and I introduced them to, 100, to 1 million square feet of Amazon. Yep. And they were like floored. And I said, don't kid yourself. This is a sweat factory. This is not panacea here. Don't, don't put this. This is so wonderful. Oh, you're starting me. I got some talk about. You know and what? I said, you're missing the boat here, and <clears throat> yep, you're 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 getting a rude awakening to what's going to happen in the future. Can I so, speak on that? And now speaking, Paul Benzman. So I want to keep in Paul mind. Paul Benzman we're going is talk going to give commentary now <laughs> to the comments that was made by Peter Perlman in the opening statements earlier today to, in front of Congress. Oh, I thought that was his disclaimer. So, anyways, <laughs> so any any views of Paul Benzman is strictly his of his own and does not reflect on the ownership of NewRadioMedia.com. Uh, no, what, it's funny you say that. You know, Peter. You know, two things I want to address you because I want this is going to be a long segment. Um, I'll tell you why. Well, we're allowed sixteen minutes, so how? No, it's going to go into two segments because I'm tell you where we're going to go with oh, this. Oh, I love this. So uh, let's it, start with you. You got me a, a hot button with Amazon. Okay, so. We're going to remember this is about employments and small companies and getting employees, okay? But let's talk about Amazon for a minute. I'm glad you said that. And, 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 and so let's, let me talk about Amazon. Go right ahead. Hold on. I'm, so, I'm, so, I've got more. So Amazon, and people out. got to realize this, and I want everyone to listen about Amazon. Amazon is an interesting concept, but you've got to dig, 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 dig deep, dig deep dig. into Amazon. 
in the Detroit market within the end of this year and beginning of next year, we're going to have 3 million square feet of warehouse for Amazon just for the Detroit market, which is enables them to ship everything two hours or less and really hurt the small merchant. Let's go inside Amazon to a warehouse, okay? And this is a story that was done on either 20, 20, or 60 Minutes last year. And here's the story, folks. And listen to me really loud and clear. We are complaining about sweatshops in overseas countries and people getting low wages. Here's a story about Amazon and how they pick orders. All right? As they pick orders are the following. Amazon workers, they have all these robots going around, but there's a lot of manual picking. And as these people pick orders, they have X amount of time to pick so many orders an hour. Amazon had a gentleman that had a heart attack in one of their wear places a couple years ago, and he died. Because here's what Amazon's rules were before this was changed. It was on national TV. If any employee has a health issue, you are to call the in-house medic. That is correct. And they called the in-house medic, and that in-house medic didn't know how to handle a heart attack or realize it was a heart attack. If they would have called 911 right away, this gentleman would have lived, and Amazon lost a lawsuit to this family because this gentleman died because of the in-house medic. It's almost like they were a negligent. Cult. It's almost like a cult. Keep it in-house until we have to take it out of house. And those people are not getting high-paid wages, okay? They're order pickers. So if you think that ordering stuff on Amazon is the end-all, be-all, let's take a look inside and peel the banana, and let's peel the layers of the onion off and realize what's behind Amazon. Not to say they don't do a lot of good things, but we have our own freaking sweatshops here in the United States, and it's called an Amazon warehouse. Thank you for being That's where I'm going to stay there. And well, you've no, got to realize it's that. Important. I mean, people want to only see one side of it, and that's the consumer looks at, I can get it for this dollar. But they're not always cheaper. Well, and, we and, and I, so, but it's a concept. It's a it's, it's a like con- going listen. into a Costco. It's like going into a Sam's Club. You know, you see, oh, I, look at the, I can get this. Look at the price. They don't realize at the end of the day, a, it's more than they need. But two, the price is greater than had they gone into a standard market, standard store with a coupon. Well, let's talk about that further. So we go into that right now. The the world of digital or internet, where we are has been a disruptor for a lot of things, all right? And we, I hate to use that strong word, but it is okay. because the world's changed. I ordered something from a company, and it came directly from the factory in China. So the less hands touch someone, the better it is for price-wise. So let me give you a little secret about Amazon and why they aren't always the number one. When you buy something, there's distribution channels, typically a manufacturer, sometimes a wholesaler, then a retailer. And so a lot of wholesalers are being cut out because either companies are going direct to the consumer or retailers are shipping direct from the factory. Right, the drop ship. So what's happening is now that this is going on, you've got a lot of things going on. Well, Amazon, let me tell you a secret, folks. A lot of stuff that goes to Amazon from a small merchant or from a company goes to Amazon. There's two choices. The merchant can ship it from them direct or an Amazon warehouse. There's a lot of hands touching this. So the merchant gets it, then it's shipped back to Amazon. So there's no way they can be the cheapest. The person who sells stuff on Amazon is working on such a small margin that they get squeezed. So people think it's great for the consumer, but shop the price on Amazon, then go to your local merchant. Okay, I'm going to challenge anyone out there for this test. Go to a local merchant, and I guarantee you nine out of ten times the local merchant will match the price. 
and say, hey, I'd rather have your sale. And as Tony said before, he would rather pay the $2 more to keep the service and have questions answered right. about that. So that is there. Same right. thing with Alibaba. Okay, Who's familiar with the word Alibaba? Uh, when you go on to Alibaba, you don't know you're, you're buying. Only a small percentage you're buying from a factory. You're buying from trading companies and distributors. I go on Alibaba late night because I'm a future, former importer yeah. and it's going to import and do things again. But you look at a product, and I can find you one product with 50 different prices. Now, people say I'm an importer. Well, if you haven't been to China, in fact, you're not an importer. You're a shopper online. That's what it is. So when you go to Amazon and flip it back to Amazon, that one, their warehouses are sweatshops. Two, the merchandise is, they're just a facilitator. They don't own much merchandise, okay? They're going to get into that. They're doing things. Well, but I'm going to bring up a third piece of Amazon for okay. you. Okay, and so bring that up. All right, the third thing for Amazon is they're one of the top tech tech companies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now they anticipate employing about 26,000 people by 2023 just as tech people. Well, as they were looking at Detroit for another facility. Well, Detroit right now for their tech size, yep. 175 people for tech. Well, get it. it well, but you go to San Francisco, you got 6,000. Vancouver, Canada, uh, they got 1,000. They're going to 4,000 more by 2023. New York City's at 1,800. Uh-huh. They expect to be at 38. Um, Los Angeles is only 1,300. Austin, Texas, 850. Portland, 400. Dallas, 500. Chicago, mm-hmm. 200. Um, so Atlanta, who's looking to become that second major headquarters, mm-hmm. only has 275 people. And, and you look at tech, okay? We made a flip here, and, and we are somewhat of a tech company. We are, but you know? not like they're, they have to be a tech company to make everything move. Well, and listen. If you look at Quicken Loans, correct, he's a huge tech company. Yes. Okay, so you look at where technology is going and where jobs are is technology. As we look at disruptions, we look at media companies, we look at book companies, we look at record companies, you have to be a large part of tech. You need that tech guy. You need the guy. We talked about this the other day. Nerds are chic. Yes. Okay? Nerds are chic. Ner- nerds are the, two, the new geniuses and the businessmen today. So if you look at the... Biggest companies that open up that all started in garages with college dropouts, like me. Uh, <laughs> and you look at this, that those are the new chic and those are the people people are listening to. You know, you made this joke about a college dropout. It's not a joke. It's not a joke at no, all. No, no, no. At the end of the day, when you're interviewing people, though, it's very, you know, mm-hmm. there are people that go to college for four years or whatever. Yep. And, and, and I congratulate all of them yep. always. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always promote it. But you're academically sharp. But your street sense, your common sense sometimes is a failure. Well, I was asked um, at dinner Thursday night to speak at the um, Mike Gillich Business School at Detroit, uh, at Wayne State University. And I was around guys who had master's degrees at this dinner. And I had to remind them where I'm at. Uh, typically, I was speaking at University of Detroit for years uh, right. to graduate classes and to MDA classes. And it's very interesting because um, Warren Buffett in the middle of the recession made a very big comment, and I respect that gentleman big time because he is all-time American Mr. Apple Pie and really a nice guy. He stated, if you have a skill or trade that you can make money with, consider not going to college and going into making money right away because what's happening in the economy today is two things. There's a lot of people that are self-taught, a lot of people that have a skill or trade that they cannot learn at school but can monetize it. 
and some people are born at different levels and around you asked about mentors or Correct. around mentors right. that educated our own I, head of IT here Alan was accepted to MIT at 12 years of age mm -hmm. uh, we have two gentlemen that, that were doing some app work for us at 10 we're teaching their teachers how to make apps so if you look at education you look where it is the degree is important. And when I speak at schools, and, and, and during the recession, it was very interesting. I don't want to make this too long drawn no, out. No, it's important. But though. as I was speaking at University of Detroit graduate classes during the recession, my message started like this. Guys, I've got some good news and bad news for you. First news, I want to understand and congratulate you for going four years to college or longer because of your MBA. 20% uh, of you are going to get jobs. And out of that 20%, only 20% of that 20% are going to go into the field you went to school for. And they look at us and they look at me and say, yeah, because the way the jobs are, you need to be employed and pay for your student debt. And you've got to look at this. And my suggestion was this, that you start networking any time in life, that your network has become your net worth. And you can have an education, but if you don't know where to use it or know someone to get you a job, you're not going to get it. Because by the time something's posted online for good jobs or newspapers, someone who knows someone from the company already's landed that job. It's been recommended. So my thing was is one, I told these college students get cards. What's on the card? Show me your interest. This is what I'm looking for. It's the two foot rule. And this is goes back to everyone whose communication skills might be lacking or different. Let's call it different. I don't want to slam some different. Anyone within two feet should know what you do. Nine out of ten times, if I'm at a restaurant, bar, or near two people, I do business with that person or find a way to do business with See that person. See, me, because of my yeah. background, I don't bring yeah. up certain <laughs> things. <laughs> but, but I did that. I did, last night, I built up. There's no, a, I know, There's I know. a gentleman who has right. the largest funeral home chain in Detroit yeah. is now talked to me about building one in Southfield. Correct. And the only reason I did this, I overheard him talk about he's doing Aretha Franklin's funeral. Right. And I said, do you ever think about moving to Southfield? He goes, that's what I'm looking to do. He says, Paul, you're my man. Here's my card. I made a deal last night eating dinner. All right? So back to communication and what I teach people. Well, we people. did, even when we went to uh, the restaurant in Troy. I mean, we kept us with a nice young lady with the baby. Yeah, yeah. And, you and know, we, yeah, yeah. just to have a nice open conversation. Thank you. Thank you. So, so back to the class, and I told these people, yeah. I said, listen to this. I want all of you to go do volunteer work. And I want you to volunteer work. So why do you do that? Because the wealthy people that do volunteer work either have husbands or women or wives that own good businesses. And you get friendly and you do volunteer work and they see how hard you work in the volunteer work, they're going to say, hey, Jenny, I love you. My husband's looking for something you went to school for. Go to the door or call him up direct. So now you're calling the CEO or the owner for a job. And now you've got a direct thing. Communication and relationships and networking is your net worth. Remember that, folks. Okay? Anyone who works around me gets to know me that I'm a real people person and that I look out for people. And the people that know me have a good chance of doing work with me or part of my network. So when you were sharing all this with the students, mm -hmm. and you look out into the audience of the mm -hmm. students, yep. and I always do this when I speak publicly around the world, yeah. what are their faces? Because, you know, we prof I profile. So when you're looking at people, what are the expressions as you're shocking them with reality? The reality is, is that they smile and they frown depending who you're with. And what happens is 80% of them make appointments with me after the speaking engagement. They Why, to, what happened to the 20? The other 20 are the ones that were frowning and the ones that were book smart. So they're poo-pooing the concept. Well, they're poo-pooing it because a lot of them already have jobs. Okay. The, the, there's colleges or the big companies reached out to them and said, you're a 4.3 student, you have this and they have the jobs. The other ones were smiling and said, I need to talk to you yesterday. And this, this happens. It happens in Detroit public schools. My favorite day is career day, which I got invited to again this year in southwest Detroit. 
is my first question to these students in fourth and fifth grade is Mr. Benzman asks, how old do you have to be to start a company? And they all put their hands up as fast. Mr. Benzman, Mr. Benzman. Okay, Johnny, that's 18. Sorry, put the hand down. Right. We know Susie that. Sa Susie says 21. Yeah, keep dropping them. So I said, put your hands down, folks. Let me ask you a question. New, new question. How many of your grandmothers or mothers make a great chocolate chip cookie? 95% oh. hands go up. I said, okay, let me ask you a question. Why can't you sell them on your driveway? Now the brains pop open and the questions start coming in. The old lemonade stand. And, yes, and if you can mentor someone like this and do that's where my worth is. Well, and you look at this. So back to that, and, and, and so that's what happens So when but, talking to these students. But, you know, when we start with kids at a young age, mm -hmm. and I'll go back to a program called Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, Cup yes, Scouts, yes. Brownies. Yes. The, the, one of the things the kids learned to do was to knock on a door and share with that neighbor, hi, would you like to support a program that I'm involved in? I got popcorn for 13 more yes, years. Yes, you did. I know. Okay? But the object was they learned to speak to others, to share the programs that they would be supporting. Anybody could buy popcorn at the store. So why are you going to spend $50 for a tin or 25 for a can of six ounces of popcorn? You're not buying popcorn. You're buying a program that supports the youth to what they can accomplish the ute. and grow. The youth. The ute. Thank you very much. Ute. What movie was that from? My Cousin Vinny. Yes. Oh, you You're want to hear a funny story about my cousin Vinny? In 30 Real seconds. Quick. My sister, my parents years ago said they were going to see my cousin Vinny. And my sister says, I didn't know we had a cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But wrapping up in the last 30 Love seconds, my sister. Hi, Sue. Let's, let's wrap up this segment a little bit. But, you know, so the class that you talk to mm -hmm. and, you know, the ongoing class that you'll be sharing this with in the future, we always have one common message. Believe in yourself, number yeah. one. Love yourself. Love yourself, number one. Share with others what you do. Don't keep it an internal secret. Yeah. And, and, and also don't realize as an entrepreneur... Let people think you're a little crazy, okay? My theme song is Crazy by Seal. Yeah. You have to be a little crazy to get through life today. You can't well, be so serious. Well, you know, my, you know my favorite line, everybody starts off as an entrepreneur. Yeah, then become and an you, entrepreneur. They work their way up. They because do. Because they need the failure to get success. They do. And, and as we uh, wrap up again, and, and once again, I'm getting the accountants in my ear. Get out of my ear. Um, it's okay. It's <laughs> so right. We have to pay for this thing. Peter, um... We're going to come back and talk about more small business mm -hmm. and what's going on with employment. we got to continue that. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Talking Biz here on NewRadioMedia.com. You can call us at 844-999-9249. Don't forget to get the app on the app stores, NRM streams. We'll see you in, let's say, two minutes. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. 
advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here on NewRadioMedia.com. And welcome back to New Radio Media, Talking Biz on a beautiful day. Every day is, of course, a great day when you get up in the morning and you get to talk about business, right, Paul? Every day is a good day when you wake up, period. Green side up on the lawn, too. Period, period. You wake up, it's a gift, folks. Enjoy every day. You might have a couple bumps, but that's all they are is bumps. You know, so in the uh, opening hour, we started to talk a little bit about the job market and millennials, um, some of the challenges and how we speak to young people about business. But I want to stay on the subject a little bit longer. I think that it's something that uh, our audience here at New Radio Media Talking Biz uh, sometimes calls in and says, you know, you don't spend enough time dedicating uh, the show to understanding the business trends of young people and the challenges that everybody deals with, especially small business. So what's your definition, first of all, for our listeners, Paul, of a small business today. Okay, so today's small business has changed over the years. A small business could be a person that runs an online store from home. But the small business we're talking about, too, is typically someone who has, let's say, one to six or eight employees. Maybe okay, brick and mortar type of... Well, it could be bricks and mortar. Okay. It could be a office. It right, could be a but small that's insurance I'm... agency. But that's still brick and mortar to me. That's, they, they are. Yeah. They have a, they have they a have physical location. Right. So as we look at it as a small business, here's the issue, and, and it becomes slightly political, and I have to bring it in for that reason, but I'm not taking sides on either party. I'm no, I understand know that. that. So as we look at uh, supply and demand of employees, like anything, and cost of supply and demand, as you have less employees in a place, the cost of those employees goes up. So let's talk fast food. Okay, let's, small, let's talk small restaurant. Okay. Small restaurant has people, and they're looking for help in the kitchen. They're looking for every position. Uh, as the demand goes up and the economy gets better, the cost of employees goes up. And so based on that, in a healthy economy, you're having a hard time getting small employees. employees small employees. employees? So we only hire short right. people. Sorry about Employees for a small... That's like, you know, it's funny. I went to... I have a comedy, I have a comedy skit I wrote. You know, Saturday Live? Yes. I, have, I have a small comedy act. 
that you order, you go to a Greek restaurant, you order a small Greek salad, yeah. you say, I'll have a small Greek, and they throw a small Greek over the counter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know so, you've been waiting. Yeah. Oh. So, so, yeah, I'll have a small Greek. Okay. There's a large Greek fat guy comes toss, out. Toss There's a large Greek. No, I meant salad. Uh, but, but going back yes, to this, in, Peter, in reality. you know, in reality is that supply and demand, or as my Asian professor said, surprise and demand. Correct. Uh, and I used to write on the test, surprise, he'd piss off. Ben's mean you're not smart. You say surprise, I write surprise. Okay. Right. So back to this. Back to the point of supply and demand, it rules economics if you know something like that. But here's the issue. The demand is up for employees. The market for people looking for jobs is there. Now, the, the problem is, is is immigration on some things, is that there are certain jobs that certain people have. And I'm not being mean to immigrants as far as picking fruit and all this stuff. It's just that means that we have only X amount of people in the United States. And when unemployment gets really low, it starts hurting the economy on the small business for many reasons. And one of them is employment. Uh, we are listing a chain of, let's say, of a business because they have nine locations and they no longer can find employees and all four principals are working zillions of hours. They're making good money, but they're burnt out. That's and, the as, and as the small business looks at their business and says, okay, I'm not liking this anymore because I'm working my retail store every hour it's open and I have no life so we have to watch this when you look at a strong economy and and signs of weakening the economy I want to talk about the next segment of signs I'm starting to see of the next recession um, and they popped up this this month. well the other thing that we're seeing too is um, in certain industries mm -hmm. and we'll use um, insurance mm -hmm. financial planning mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some of those areas yep we're not finding the younger generations wanting to enter those fields because it's work it's different work it's more manual communication correct and in the beginning there's no immediate gratification well you know of yeah. of an award you know because you have to get educated to your field you have to build a clientele base and um, companies may offer a small token of an income to begin with while you're learning and training but at the end of the day, commission businesses today, I think, are taking hits. Well, they're taking hits, and let me tell you why, Peter. And, and the way things are changing, and it comes down to marketing, once we're the digital is playing in, in, in the world. You and I are traditional guys. We build on relationships. We go out, and we find someone says, hey, you know what, could you use insurance, or can I quote your insurance? And, or you get referred by your clients because you're very good at what you do, and I refer you out to commercial clients. But that's different today, okay? Uh, lead generation is different. Uh, you used to have a person get on the phone and call people for leads. Uh, the digital marketplace or the digital marketing department, which we have here at NRM, can actually go out and find leads and get you them on the Internet. It's different. It's totally different. It's different, and, and some of us don't accept it or won't because it's too late to change and you've got your thing. Right. But the new business person goes out there, and technology allows you to say, okay, I want to find out anyone who's Googled, I'm looking for insurance or an insurance agent. Well, that's fine for home, auto, and all that. No, no, we're, no. We're finding it in business no, even no. on from statistics. Let me get you – let me finish this. Okay? Yeah, go right Once again, I knew you were going to fight me on this. Oh, I okay? love this part. I knew you were going to fight me on this, so, so listen it. to me. I can tell you that someone's looking for insurance on a commercial building. Right. I can tell them where they are. I can geofence them for geographic location. Correct. I can tell them that they just inquired about looking for commercial real estate coverage. And I can say, Peter, look at your, your email from your website, and you've got, you've got a request for a quote. Okay? I can do that for you. 
Yeah, but here's the here's the issue. Go ahead. Uh, let's go, ahead. go to my industry for a minute. <coughs> okay. Okay. In commercial insurance, mm-hmm. one has probably multiple questions that have to be completed. Yes. What we have found when people have said, you know, we found you on the internet, and mm-hmm. we say, okay, we're going to send you the questionnaire. Okay. Well, can I get a price? Yeah. I talk to everybody; they just give me a price. I tell them on the phone what I have, and this is what I get. Can't do that. But now, if they want to buy what we used to say is the business owner's policy, a slam dunk special for five hundred bucks, that's great. Except that in today's world, there's there's so many more things that are happening to that business. <coughs> that unless they actually sit down and get an insurance physical, they get a rude awakening. Okay, so let me let me change you around a little bit, okay? Change me around. Um, you, uh, the way you deliver the message. But I'm a specialized market, too. So stop. Okay, you're very good at what you do. Let me let me change. This is a challenge to me, so you to this listen. Good. I'm going to do your marketing, this. okay? I, I'm going to sit so, back So the it. way you deliver the message, because you're unique and you actually drill down and know what you're doing, 95% of people don't know what's in their insurance policy. The other 5% are your clients. That's right. Okay? If you send that message to people and you have a place and you show a commercial that says, my house just flooded, but I wasn't covered for it. What is it? What, do you know your policy? To learn or be educated by insurance, call Peter Perlman or email Peter Perlman. The way you deliver the message would bring people to you, and they're not shopping price. Do you know you, that in all the years we've been doing this show, nobody ever knew what I did for a living? Okay, so now they do. They so, thought so, I was the producer of the so, show. So, 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 so let, me, let me drill down, my friend, because I'm going to do this for you, okay? Your company's going to do this for you, okay? You want to hear what your company can do for you? Yes, let's so, hear so, what Paul so, Benzman and so company. Let's, let's, no, no, yeah. it's no, New Radio Media, NRM Connects can do. You own part of that. You're a big owner nobody of that. Nobody knows company. that either. <laughs> See, okay? nobody knows so, that. So, so here's the deal. I'm the man we behind can, the we can, you're, Yeah, the curtain. behind. But what happens is is that I can drill down for you. Yeah. And um, your mileage on your car can be cut down many ways. Now, let me say something. Don't say nothing here, okay? Uh, my eyebrows okay. went up because okay. yeah. you, you can't underwrite unless you see the risk. But but understand, you can do that still, okay? But the fact is is that you are so unique in what you do. And when I yeah. refer people to you, I'm going to say the first thing I say is, if you're looking for price, Perlman's that guy. But if you want to make sure you're covered, call well, Perlman. So wait, the question. Let me finish. Let me finish, please. I was going to give you a punchline, but but okay. the fact is is that. It's too late when people find out their insurance was wrong. See, we're unique because we say no up front. Yeah, and, and you're unique, and, and your uniqueness allows anyone who meets and does insurance with doesn't leave you. As a rule. Because as a rule. So what happens is my— well, we did cover three funerals last week of our clients. No, okay, so, so, what happen, so what happens is, Peter, back to digital, and we're going right, way offside here. I know. Let's is that, that we can bend down, we can, we can right. turn it around and say, okay, so back to unemployment and, and small merchants. Small merchants. The fact is that the small merchant can change things around a little bit and adapt for two reasons. Is one, that's uh, having a hard time to get employees, so— we talked about immigration a little bit, that some of those rules and that's it. And rates are going up. But the small merchant has to also digitize their business in many ways. And, and what I mean is this, that we're working on a program on our future shopping channel, which is probably six to eight months away. Correct. But we do research ahead of time called the backdoor deal. And the case in point is this. A gross point skateboard store years ago was doing an average of one hundred fifty dollars to $200,000 a year selling skateboards out the front of their little store. He was making a living. When he built an online presence in the same store, 
the first year sales went to a million and two, which means he was selling a million dollars out his back door. Not much more increase in help. He had to get higher shipping clerks, but he could afford to pay him good wages because he had cash flow. And so if a store that went to 200000 his best year to a million two in one year now learned how to balance bricks and mortar you know and who, online. Do you know who did that locally here mm-hmm. in Kego Harbor originally? Uh, Moose Jaw. Thank you. And so as and we look at what happened to Moose So Jaw. if you look at that, so when we create the backdoor deal program right. on our shopping channel, we're going to be a our version of Amazon but helping the little merchant. And so we look at those things. So all this technology stuff that NRM is really doing behind the scenes, we have some unique stuff where we're going to grow. And I predict by the end of the year, 60 to 80 employees in our company as yeah. fundraising goes up. But so back to small merchants. And I small keep merchants. Reading, but I small merchants have to learn how to change their world, whether it's a service like yours. hate to say it. All right. Or your future people that you're going to get the business to because you have a unique business. And... You bring in the technology, then you bring in the younger people. Then you bring the person that doesn't want to go knocking on the door and say, hey, you want to buy insurance? Um, it's not handy to them. I hate to, and, and to their defense, it's not. It's, there's a smarter way to work. There is. I think the biggest thing, and, you know, and we're going to look at it, my mm-hmm. industry is a licensed industry like yours is. Mm-hmm. So well, that'll be a show unto itself that we'll bring people in and we'll share more of that. Yep. But, you know, for those of you that have been listening and enjoying what we're sharing today, uh, we enjoy your comments at New Radio Media, Talking Biz. We're going to take a break here, and we'll see you in just a few minutes. Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Surfing the Internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the Internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the Internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. And we're back here at uh, Talking Biz on NewRadioMeet.com, uh, .com, blah, 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 radio, on a Saturday morning with my co-host and partner, Peter Perlman. Good morning. You know, uh, we've been talking so much about uh, 
small business today mm-hmm. and um, millennials and job markets and opportunities. But there's a trend happening out there right now in the marketplace, mm-hmm. and um, things are starting to slow down. It's it's interesting, and I want to preface this by not taking any political sides. These views are just views there, there on are the thoughts economy. in this. These are our thoughts. I mean, this is so, our show. We we talk about different things, and you know, I've been partners in shows for years, right? Uh, in business partners, but I want to talk about something that I'm a realist, and I look at trends. Uh, as much as uh, uh, years ago I was Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky, which I am most of the time, but you have to look in the future and looking at trends. That's how we got into this business Correct. and how I got into all my businesses that I've built and sold over the last 40 years. And I started seeing signs that are starting to scare me a little bit. And, and once again, I'm in the commercial real estate business, so I watch the economy there and I watch the global economy. And here's the scary thing. In some areas of the country, foreclosure rates are going up. And and here's the story behind this. And I'm going to give you factors. Not that I'm Mr. Doom and Gloom. Now, just share with everybody. You're talking commercial foreclosures. No, residential. Residential. Residential Okay, I want to to make sure that we get them on a page. Residential again. Now, during the last recession, the banks told people on commercial buildings, especially shopping centers, do not foreclose because we'd be in a bigger crisis. So they created these workout departments. Correct. Shopping center owners back during the recession, some were getting rents from tenants and not paying their mortgage, and the banks were okay with this because the reason was if they took back a shopping center, they had the cost of management and expenses, and the banks couldn't afford that. So as we look at today's economy, folks, and listen up real, real good, consumer debt is at all-time high. That means your charge cards are wrapped up. The charge cards are way up. Those charge cards of people with lower credit are in the 20% range to 30% range. As interest has been going up slowly, and they just finally, the Fed's held off on the last increase because the following's happening. Defaults on car loans are going up. Defaults on charge cards are going up. And now I see foreclosure rates are starting to tick up. And typically when you see three months of something going up, it's a sign of something changing. So markets for foreclosures are going up a little bit in residential, as long as also record selling on homes. So it's a, it's a balance there. But here's what's happening. During the recession, and the reason we got into this, the people took crazy amount of loans on their homes, and then they used their home as an ATM. They cashed out when the mortgage came out and a second mortgage, and they found out that the market rate of their house really wasn't what it should have been. You know, Mr. Mortgage Broker called up his appraiser and said, hey, it'd be cool if this house came in at $249,000. The, the appraiser calls a week later, buy. It's amazing. The house came up to two fifty-two. Got to love it. And so these mortgage companies gave out loans, and people put money in their pockets, and everyone was greased, if you want to say that, and happy. Well, when that collapsed, you have more. Now your record ownership of homes went down, and now renters of records of renters. And now a landlord has you, and they know you're not going anywhere because you just basically paid your security deposit and pay month to month. And he can raise you $50 a year, $100 a year, and he knows he has you. So let's take the average American who lost their house, has a lot of credit card debt, and interest rates are rising. He's being squeezed, barely making it. Uh, gas prices play into the equation of this person in this this equation because right. anything that goes up that they pay $10 more a week for gas, they get squeezed. So we're in a situation where I'm saying, and I'd hate to predict, within 12 to 18 months, you're going to see another crash in the marketplace. Um, it's going to be a different crash, 
and bankruptcies are going up. I speak to a half a dozen bankruptcy attorneys, one who I have dinner with every Tuesday night, and they are licking their chops to say, we can't wait. Because also, if you look at the years when the recession was, you can only file bankruptcy once every seven, is it seven years or eight years? Seven years. So we're seeing something in 18 months to 12 to 18 months right now of a slowdown in the economy. Um, Certain things won't be hit. hit. We're looking at digital things like we're doing and the growth. But we're going to see a little slowdown, and it might be uh, not as big or in some cases to the human being going broke even bigger because of them living on credit. So that's what's going on. All right, so we're getting in the mail today. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see those famous credit cards floating back in, you know. Mm-hmm. They come in the mail. They come online. We're getting the robocalls for credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we put a halt to it? Well, here's the problem. Uh, you're tight on cash. You've been pre-approved for a card. And it says, like the we'll, give you, we'll give you credit line of $1,500 today. Those people can't wait till that card comes in the mail because they're going to buy next month's groceries on that credit card, and they're going to get more in debt, and they're going to go that way. So that's the issue. Uh, The cards, but here's the issue. Once the slowdown starts, you don't see those anymore. Let me ask you this question then. How do you notify Lansing and Washington that... Why are we sitting back in our chairs and not being proactive to try to alleviate or try to get ahead of this? Okay, so now here comes politics, and I'm going to keep both sides out of it. Okay, but it's a generic I'm, question. I'm telling you, this trade war of ours, okay, is going to cost goods more, more expensive goods. And we're seeing both sides. We're seeing the steel companies laughing and saying our business is up, but we're seeing a lot of companies that say it's hurting us because of imported products or parts that go into things. And so hopefully our El Presidente uh, is supposed to meet with China soon, and maybe the war will be over. Maybe he just said, hey, we're doing this and we're shooting bullets, but these bullets and these, these prices are going up and it's going to affect us. When you look at politicians and say, how do we do this? Well, here's my look at the political scene these days, is that people run for office, they work for two years, and they work the next two years getting reelected. So, and, 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 and this is both sides. I went out with a, a, a unemployment well, program. Well, that's the House, but let's go to the Senate, six years. Well, let me go. Let me go. Gary Peters is where? Senate. Okay, so let me tell you six about... Six years. Let me tell you a personal meeting I had with Gary Peters. I like Gary as a person, but I want everyone in the studio to listen. I want everyone to listen what went on. In the middle of the recession, I had a plan to take employ, unemployment money and make it employment money because there was millions of dollars appropriated to unemployment money in the United States. And I got sick and tired of hearing people on unemployment stating, I'm not going off my unemployment unless I can make double the money. Correct. So I went to Mr. Peter's office because I knew one of his people in right. the office, and he made an appointment with me, and we spent three hours together in a room. I said, Mr. Peters, let me tell you something. I have a program that takes unemployment money to employment money. So I looked at small startup businesses and medium businesses. There were a ton, thousands of medium businesses looking to hire 50 to 100 people, but were sure they were scared of where the economy was going. Here's the program. Mr. Medium Business needs 50 people. They go to the unemployment list, and they said, okay, we're going to interview people for jobs. They're making 350 a week on unemployment. We're going to match that. Correct. We, okay? give, them this th- we give them the first we're gonna, for the For a year, or as long as their unemployment's left, we, we double their unemployment, and we pay tax on the other portion. The, pro- the thing is, the promise from the company was when their unemployment runs out, they go to that full wage they're getting. Correct. 
Gary fell in love with this program. Once again, no more appropriated money. It was already appropriated. It was just different use. He loved it. He says, I'm going to Washington to promote this. It was in one of those election cycles. And he forgot about it. And so talking to politicians, and once I like Gary Peters, I like it. But going back to something that was so simple, here's the other thing. There's money in people in politics. I don't care if you put different people that can donate personally so much, but these PACs and everything, money still controls politics. And and it's sad, and until our political things change, um, we're not in the right spot. And that's why young voters are coming out in record numbers and better come out in record numbers to speak their mind because here's what the deal is. Those are our future leaders. That's it. Yep. And it's going to change a lot of things, too. I think that... Uh, you know, we we look at the political scene. We're looking at, as you're sharing with everybody, you know, the next round of recession when it comes, when it knocks on the door, they'll all say, well, how did it get here? You know, they all seem to have a short memory uh, because it's always the neighbor. It's never them, per se, as the old expression goes. You know, we talk about, look at the automotive company, short-sighted. Correct. Uh, a Ford Motor Company eliminating all their vehicles, right? Except for the Mustang. Right. So they look at that and they, they say, well, we can gear up faster now to build cars. And now all of a sudden the Fusion um, is being played with as maybe not being totally dropped. Yeah, they're going to do know, a cross-over a pl- re- Right. We'll give it the name. We'll platform it differently and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so it's that, that whole trend of uh, the future of the country and the movement and everything, you know, is something that, you know, we watch every day. We go out, you know, we're out and about. It's also interesting to see as, you know, we've always said this to people. How many families eat at home five days a week versus going out to eat? Well, yes. And you start looking at how do you want to bring money back into the house? Well, it's cheaper to go to the grocery store, shop for the week, eat at home, because every time you go out to eat uh, at a sit-down, you have to leave the tip. So if you if you don't give me the eyebrows, but the tip, you know, you're taking that 15 to 20 on every meal. So let's say you spend a hundred dollars, you still got 20 out. Okay, mm-hmm. you bought the beverages at high dollar mm-hmm. for the 250 for a soda or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you start adding that up. I said now if you eat at home and you bought that same soda, uh, the two uh, quart whatever, uh, you get a uh, dollar for that. You get this and that. By the end of the day, you've already cut your whole food thing 60 percent. I have a argument on the other side. All right. Okay. I mean, I'm waiting. So there's you choice. don't like to sit in the, at the table. No, with everybody. no, 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 no. Here's the here's the thing at, at the table. Okay, yeah. I'm a single guy. No, I know you are. And there's a lot of so single people. I'm talking people about families. I'm talking about families. Okay, but even families. Let me tell you, in most family cases, but more if you're one or two people, the economics say eat out. Now right. here's the reason. Um, as a single person, I go there, and if I want to have a dinner with a salad, fresh vegetables, and protein. I respect that. But you're, I understand. But you're going without every, I'm watching families go out almost every night of the week because they claim that you know their schedules are this. And well, that. they're schedules, but they can also pick where they eat. So let's go. The reason fast casual restaurants came up is you eliminate the tip right, right away, and you look at that. But what's happening is, is that our health has gone up. The reason we're getting fatter and fatter is because the things we're eating. Correct. The $5 pizza, the fast food stuff. What's happening well, because is... Because they didn't know from aluminum foil. Yeah, and, and all that <laughs> stuff. But at the end of the day, there's an argument on both sides. Um, someone told me, I was out with someone for dinner, they said, uh, I want to know, and this is a great question we're going to put down on, on the Internet and ask out this week, Right. is 
is the traditional dinner dead at homes? All right, so in the last two minutes of okay. what we're going to talk about, is it dead? No, not at all. I think that there are certain days or nights, like a Sunday night dinner or the Friday night dinner, depending on the authenticity of a family, mm -hmm. um, there are the dinners. When you get into certain families, and I think when you find displaced families, the divorced families, I think you're seeing more dinners collectively together than you are apart. I think that mom or dad, whoever has the kids, wants to be with the kids in a, in, in a little tighter environment. A whole different topic I want to talk to you about with that. We'll get to that. Uh, it's, we, it's, got all, we got weeks ahead to talk it's, about. It's interesting you talk about that because what's going to happen is that, you know, there's so many things. In, and once again, thank God we live in the United States and we can talk about everything mm -hmm. clearly and open up this. Is that as we find these changes and we do divorce and if people look at shows because we have a social worker starting a show uh, in September here on New Radio Media to discuss a lot of topics like this. But things are changing, and things are different. So, you know, Peter, that's another show another day. Oh, I know. Uh, and do I'm that, just saying, but, though, as you look at mm -hmm. how the family network works to expenses and yeah. everything else, I mean, everything funnels into each other. I mean, we yeah. sit around and we joke, but I can remember being in the fa you know, growing up and also even with our own current family. Yeah. Let's lay out a menu for the whole week and eat home for the whole week. Yeah. You know, and you look at that, and then you look at the budget at the end of what did you save that didn't go because you... Oh, a lot, out. a lot. You Listen, send out a tremendous but, amount but of a money. But lot, a lot of people do that. And once again, um, it makes sense. It makes economic sense to eat at home for a family of X amount. We'll do some research on well, this. Well, we're going to. We'll have our research department look at we'll, this. We'll do all that. But in the meantime, for New Radio Media and Talking Biz, uh, Peter Perlman and Paul Benzman, we'll see you shortly. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! 
You know, every time I hear that piece of music, Paul, you know, I, I know that uh, we're getting closer to the end of the show, unfortunately. Yeah, and I want to say a couple things about NRM right now, New Radio Media, if you don't mind. I wanted to do my no-free lunch. Okay. Did you know that in San Francisco today, mm-hmm. the city fathers and mothers, I'll do it that way, want to cut out all the cafeterias in these corporate offices completely? Why? They want to get the people back out on the street to go to the independent restaurants. Interesting. And I'm looking at that trend. They're mull, you know, the San Francisco is mulling, halting this uh, whole free perk. I mean, it's a great perk for the employees. But at the end of the day, um, the local restaurants that built around all these great places that opened up, they figured they would get the revenue and they would get people in and everything. Mm-hmm. They're starving. They're not getting the business. Because the cafeterias are underwritten by the corporations. Wow. So I'm, I'm concerned, you know, Detroit is doing some of that downtown. You know, yep. places are putting uh, their little cafeteria shops in and stuff like that. I know you want to talk a little bit about uh, new radio media in a minute, but there's one other thing. Uh, we talked about jobs. Yes. What is the number one job market right now that they're trying to hire in Detroit? Well, technology stuff, but what, what are you talking about? Hackers. Oh, hackers, okay. The hackers for the automotive industry. Okay. Number one market right now. Um, Detroit is looking for talented people uh, in the automotive that want to come into automotive industry, yeah. but in a very unique way. Well, they're afraid of the future with so many electronics involved that Correct. hackers can shut down an autonomous vehicle. Autonomous vehicle Any re- vehicle. doesn't even can have you to imagine be autonomous. You send, your grand, you send your mother to the doctor and she gets kidnapped. Hey, thank yeah, God. They, they reprogram the, the <laughs> autonomous vehicle to take her to someplace, and that's reality. And then they say, so much to get her back, and they say, please, feed her and clothe her. We mm-hmm. love it. Take my mom, please. please. Just make sure she's fed, okay? <laughs> Okay, you know, you want a million dollars? No, cost me no, two to keep her. You can keep her. It was okay. a great O. Henry yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. you know, the great writer O. Henry did that when they, the the ransom of Red Chief, when they stole the kid, mm-hmm. and uh, they paid the family to give the kid back because yeah. the family didn't want him purposely. It was a great O. Henry story. So, so let me talk about a little bit of NRM here. Following our show, okay, is Real Estate Realities with yes. uh, you know Gore, uh, Dylan Tanaka, David Sobel. Great show. Right. Listen to them. Uh, we had something really interesting happen last week at NRM. Our show, Podquesters, was on the streets again and on the road and did two live shows last Friday and Saturday night down at Kobo at the Comic-Con down there. And both performances, the uh, first performance wasn't sold out. The second one was oversold out. What is Comic-Con for our listeners, Paul? So, Comic Convention. Uh, and they have the one in Novi, and then Detroit had one down at the uh, Kobo Hall this year. And... Um, it was very interesting. The group from uh, Podquesters, which is now hitting over 10,000 viewers a month, mm-hmm. uh, had a live show. And uh, believe it or not, it was at 11 o'clock at night. And the second show was standing room only. Um, they have picked up viewers. They, they, people are walking around with Podquesters T-shirts and, and what's going on. We picked up an international sponsor that we're working a deal on that saw them. Uh, so, you know, talking about business and people want to get something going on, uh, it's a great way to promote digitally your business and create content for you at newradiomedia.com. If you're looking to promote your business or your product or yourself, uh, send us a line at info at newradiomedia.com. There's a zillion ways for us to work with you. Uh, if you don't want to have a weekly show, there's a way for us to, to, to film you and produce something that's as short as 10, 15 minutes. 
and, and market your company and your product. Uh, this week, this past week, has been amazing, the amount of people we went on the streets to talk to about joining new radio media. And we have more shows being developed. Um, the way we are increasing our sales staff, we will probably see five to ten new shows on new radio media platform. And also this week was a huge week for new radio media. Our friends, uh, former president we talked about of a former radio network uh, came in here. And our national expansion will kick off in the next four to six months it's, around um, there. It's an exciting time, you know, at new radio media. And we always say NRM. But, you know, Paul, you've shared with a lot of the guests that come into our offices here at New Radio Media, mm -hmm. that we're really a three-phase company. Yes. Can we break down the phases for our, our audience? You know, it's perfect you asked that, Peter. We realized, and, and in the world, and we are somewhat a technology company, and when you're a new company, you have to reinvent yourself or invent yourself and make changes. Uh, as a smaller company, you can turn on the dime, which we have, and we made some moves. So New Radio Media, NRM parent company, uh, now has three divisions. The first one is NRM Streams, which is the situation we're sitting on right now. We're sitting in a studio where we produce a show, and we sell commercials, and we have people present their product on our platform, NRM. We have people coming to us that were on PBS and want a place to put their former PBS shows, and they're bringing it here. We had an author uh, bring a series of books that's going to bring to life on new radio media. He was in here this week. So that's NRM, the platform. Then we do a lot of video production that is shown on NRM or outside of NRM in a company called 10.6 Production, which is a wing underneath New Radio Media. And they had a guest in once again that saw stuff today, and they were challenged creating three new shows for people through our production arm, which is phenomenal. And in the last minute? And the last one is NRM Connects, which is digital marketing. So we had to separate them so people want to understand if we came to them at NRM, the platform, yeah, why are you I talking about it was a dating service. There you go, NRM Connect. So we have the three divisions. So if you have a business um, that just needs some video for your website, needs a commercial, wants a bio done, uh, call us, send us information. If you want to be connected digitally, NRM Connects and NRM, the platform. So as we grow at NRM, um, there's a lot to offer anyone. As like I say, if I meet someone, there's a product or service that everyone needs from us, and we're finding that out. It's great, uh, Peter. Once again, I want to thank you for a wonderful show and being a partner and friend. It's great to be, you know, back in the studio again. And are doing... you in the next couple weeks? Oh, I'm here now. Good. Um, I'm leaving I'm... for the next three months. Um, I'm on, on a jet the road. plane. I feel like I'm 60 minutes. I'll be covering Afghanistan, and so I, I'm Paul Benzman for 60 minutes. And so we're going to get you an <laughs> REI vest so you can be a journalist out in the public eye. All right. know, so well, for, well, I hear our music, so I ahead. guess I have to say for uh, Paul Benzman and for New Radio Media Talking Biz, I'm Peter Perlman. Have a great week.